0: This is Leah, and welcome to this week's Hashtag for Paris podcast. It is wonderful that you could join us for this week's teaching. I'll explain a little bit more about who we are at the end, but for now, let's jump right in.
1: Welcome. Uh, Glad that you are joining us, and maybe this is your very first time, or maybe you've been with us for a a long time. Uh, Today, I want to have a conversation around two seasons of life that we all face, times of success and times of adversity. And how these seasons in life actually reveal a lot, not only about us, but a lot about our relationship with God. Now, for some of you watching, perhaps you have faith in Jesus. And and I believe that success and adversity really reveal the depth of our relationship with Him. For some of you might be watching thinking, wait a second, wait a second, I'm I'm not even a believer yet. I really hope that this conversation today helps show you, point you in another direction of how a relationship with God can really help us navigate success and adversity in a completely different way. And so we're going to talk about success and adversity, and then we're going to wrap up at the very end around one step we can all take that will help us to not allow success to go to our head or adversity to crush us. So success and adversity for me, in many ways, are like two significant tests in life. I don't know about you, but I remember going to school, elementary school, high school, second uh, university. I never liked tests. They bring stress, they bring worry, but there's a value in tests because it helps reveal. It, it helps tell you kind of where you are at in the moment. That, that even if you kind of bombed out a test, at least it was a fair evaluation of where you are. When it it comes to life, when it comes to your relationship with God, have you ever considered how success and adversity are in some ways two amazing tests that help reveal where the reality is for our relationship and our faith with Jesus? I've mentioned this a number of times as we work through this series, Navigating Life, How to Make Good Decisions, that it's really based upon this incredible promise that Jesus gives to us around the promise of the abundant life. And so today we want to just continue down that path as to how do we make good decisions in seasons of success and in times of adversity so that we will truly make good choices and live in a way that we begin to experience this abundant life. Each week we continue to turn back to uh, the book of Proverbs. Proverbs written in the Old Testament thousands of years ago, primarily by a guy by the name of King Solomon. And and Proverbs is a great book because it gives you short, thoughtful opportunities to reflect upon life. And today we're going to look again at success and adversity. And so we're going to turn to Proverbs chapter 17. Verses three, and and this is what Solomon says. He says, fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but the Lord tests the heart. In many ways, fire has been the most ancient way to test the the purity of precious metals. That if you heat it up to uh, over 2000 degrees Fahrenheit, the metal melts and then the impurities begin to rise to the surface to see how pure is the silver or gold that you really have. You see, because on the outside, silver and gold can look important and can look precious, but, but is there real substance there? And Solomon's making the comparison that in the same way that fire tests gold and silver. So the Lord tests the heart. I wonder if times in life we may come across with this outward appearance as if we have it all together. But inwardly, the condition of our heart is struggling. I think that's what Solomon is beginning to say, that that's not just the outward appearance that God is interested in, but he wants to test our heart. And so what are those two tests? Probably guessed it, success and adversity. I think in many ways are are two of the best tests that that we can use as a means of evaluating pretty much any relationship when it comes to life. This coming August, uh, Rebecca and I are going to be celebrating our 20th wedding anniversary. I know. Thank you. Thank you for the applause. You're probably wondering, yeah, she's put up with me for that long. And I'm sure for many of you watching, maybe you're about to get married or maybe you're celebrating less than 20 or maybe you're celebrating way more than 20. Congratulations. Having performed a number of marriages in my time as a pastor, what I realize is that we all pretty much said the same thing to the person we're going to marry. I get it. I get it. Some of you probably wrote your own vows, and they were beautiful, and they are eloquent. But, but at the end of the day, we essentially expressed our love with the promise that I will love you for better, for worse. I will love you, though richer or poor. I will love you in sickness and in health. What what are we saying? We're, We're basically saying that in the midst of good times, in the midst of bad times, in times of success and in moments of adversity, I am going to remain committed to you. Success and adversity are two of the great tests, two of the great measures of any relationship. And so would it be any different when it comes to our relationship with God. And so I want to I jump into this conversation a little bit further and, and see how we will not allow success to define us, nor adversity to crush us. So let's turn first to success. This is what Solomon says in, in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs twenty seven twenty one, He says, fire tests the p- purity of silver and gold, but a person is tested by being praised. Then Proverbs eleven twenty eight, 28, he says, A life devoted to things is a dead life, a stump. A God-shaped life is a flourishing tree. I love, I love how Solomon says that, that, that a person is tested by the praise they receive. I, I'm pretty confident that, that Solomon would be okay if he swapped out praise with the idea of success. That success so often in life is, is one of those great measures. Have you ever wondered, what is success doing to you? How are you responding to success? You see, sometimes the danger of success is that it becomes the ultimate in the midst of life. Maybe you experience that in a personal relationship, where, where your spouse has made success or, or accomplishment or career more important than you. You see, the equal danger is that that can start to play out in our relationship with God, in that instead of, of truly pursuing Jesus and recognizing him as the one who gives us a sense of abundance, we, we chase success. We, we want our ears tickled with praise. And success in many ways reveals to us, is Jesus really the ultimate? Or is Jesus more on the sideline And what we really want is success in life. Or, or what about adversity? Maybe, maybe success isn't the, the place that trips you up. It's more adversity. This is what Solomon says in Proverbs 24.10. He says, if you falter in a time of trouble, how small is your strength? Again, I think, I think strength can be, can be swapped out when it comes to faith. And maybe for some of us, adversity is, is more of the test of our relationship with God. Because in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of hardships, that's where life truly begins to get real. Because adversity can, can often bring a bit of a blame game, can, can oftentimes create anger, perhaps even begin to develop into bitterness. Now understand, what I'm not saying here that, that going through adversity, that, that going through difficulties means that, 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 that we just live that, that, that shiny, happy life, that, that we act as if nothing is going on. I get it. Adversity can often bring disappointment, can often bring grief, but we don't allow it to lead us into bitterness or despair. When I think of life, when I think of one of the great revealers of my relationship with Jesus, Solomon's on to something. I need to be aware of both the seasons of success and the times of adversity and allow them to to truly reveal to me, is Jesus the one that I truly find meaning and abundance in? So what about you? Do you allow success and adversity to act as a measure, to act as a test, so that you land at a place where where success will not define you, nor will adversity completely crush you. You see, the amazing thing about this is that the more we draw closer and closer to Jesus, we we begin to realize this, this abundance that he offers to us in the midst of all of life. So, So what does this begin to to look like? How how can we navigate life? Life with success, life with adversity, in a way that that we begin to make good decisions so that our life is not defined either by our success or by our adversity, but rather solidly in our relationship with Jesus. Let me make one suggestion that I think in, in many ways if we want to keep Jesus at the center of our life, it's about taking a posture of humility. He you may be thinking, wait a second, wait a second. Like, humility kind of makes sense when it comes to success. I, I get that. But, but, but how does humility play out when it comes to adversity? If we jump into the New Testament, the Apostle Paul, one of the great leaders of the early church, near the end of his life, looking back and realizing that he had moments of success, he had times of adversity. He's, he's reflecting upon it all, and he lands it right here. In Philippians 4, verse 11 to 13, we read, it says, I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. For I can do everything through Christ, who gives me strength. I just just love how Paul phrases it. He says, I have learned the secret to living in every situation. He's clearly speaking of success and adversity. It's Jesus who gives him strength. You see, humility is such an important posture to take in life because it lands us at a place of recognizing our need for Jesus. Not just in times of difficulty, but in times of success as well. So, so what does this look like? And it's one thing to say, yeah, we need to be more humble, but, but let's get real specific. Let's get, let's get real tangible here when it comes to success and adversity. Let's start with a more obvious one, Success. I think we need to be humble when it comes to our success when we navigate life so that our success will not completely consume us, that, that it will not become the ultimate in life. And so, so how do we act humbly in times of success? Does, does it mean we don't pursue success? Does, does it mean we don't look for accomplishments? Like, like, is that what Paul is talking to us about? Is that what Jesus wants? No, 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 no I don't think so. I think what it means is we live with a sense of gratitude that that we are grateful for Jesus in the midst of all of life that we recognize that the good is not the ultimate we recognize that our strength comes from Jesus I I think it's being humble in success that does not allow the good to become the great there's a great encounter that Jesus has in 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 Mark chapter 10 and we're told that an individual comes up to him who's extremely successful. Why? Because he's rich, he's a ruler, and he's young. He's, he's accomplished success at a very young age. But, but clearly something is missing. Because he comes to Jesus and asks, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus essentially says to him, sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and then come and follow me and this absolutely gutted the guy because he had so much jesus was saying listen listen give your success away to make me the ultimate and the man couldn't do it and then jesus turns his disciples and says how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of god he he could have equally have said how hard it is for the successful to enter the kingdom of god why Because in success, we we try to make it all about us. But humility says, Jesus, Jesus, you are the one that's in ultimate control. That that my life is not defined by my success. But rather, my life is defined by having an abundance that is found in you. So what about adversity? Like, how how does a posture of humility come out in a place of... Adversity. I think humility starts to show up in the posture of being patient and trusting. You see, sometimes pride can appear not only in success, but also in adversity. When we start to blame God, when we start to wonder, God, how could you allow this to happen to me? And we focus it completely upon ourselves. Whereas humility recognizes that not only do we need the strength of Jesus to help us through but that perhaps it's in this adversity that Jesus wants to reveal something in me. It takes a real humble spirit to recognize that in the disappointments of life, that Jesus might have something even greater for us. Another encounter that Jesus has early on in his ministry is in John chapter 6. When Jesus is performing these amazing miracles and he's just performed perhaps one of the most well-known miracles, that's when he feeds thousands and thousands of people with a little boy's lunch. And so people are enamored with Jesus. They are flocking to Jesus. They want to see what he's going to do or say next. And Jesus, as he so often does, uses it as an opportunity to begin to teach. And he teaches things that aren't tickling the people's ears. <laughs> they're, they're almost... Put off by it. He starts to speak of how he is the bread of life, that that how you must eat of him and drink of him. Now, don't be misunderstood. Jesus is not saying physically eat him and drink him. He's speaking of how do we find life in him. You know what happens? The crowds begin to walk away. And not only the people on the margins, it's it's like the people that are closest to him, some of his disciples walk away as well. And in a very intimate moment, Jesus turns to his 12 and says, do you want to leave as well? And then Peter says, but where will we go? You have the words to eternal life. I love that response from Peter because Peter's probably flipping out just like everyone else. There's turmoil, there's adversity. People are suddenly walking away from Jesus. What is he going to do? And Peter's humble enough to say, no, Jesus, life is found in you. So regardless of what we're going through right now, I'm going to stick with you. You see, humility and adversity recognize that no matter what is going on in life, Jesus is truly enough. So what about you? What does success and adversity do to you? What does success and adversity reveal about you and your relationship with Jesus? I Maybe mean, for some of you who have not yet made that commitment to Jesus, you, you're recognizing that, that, yeah, success is too often defining you or, or adversity is slowly destroying you. Listen to the words of Jesus when he offers you the abundant life. Like, that's what Paul was talking about. that that I can do all things through Christ, through Jesus who gives me strength. I was thinking this past week, as I reflect upon 20 years with Rebecca, it's been 20 years, there's been moments of success, there's been moments of adversity, but I've seen our relationship grow and grow and help us weather the storms and the high points in life. And as I reflect upon my vows to her, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, it speaks to a love that is based not on emotion, but commitment to say you are enough. What about when it comes to our relationship with Jesus. Do we make that same commitment? Do we say to him, listen, I'm going to love you, I'm going to follow you, for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, in sickness and in health? Or is our relationship only defined by certain seasons in life? Jesus speaks of the abundant life, a life truly worth living. And it is found Not just simply in the success of life, but often in the adversity as well. It is found when we make the same declaration when Paul says, I can do all things through Jesus who gives me strength. Take some time today. Take some time this week. Evaluate your life. Begin to see what is God wanting to reveal to you? I believe this to be true. The only way that we do not allow success to define us or adversity to destroy us is to find abundance in Jesus. In a moment, we're going we're to come back and we're going to celebrate communion. And I get it. Communion seems kind of odd when you're in your place and I'm here. But, but I hope that this time together will help us bring our focus back to Jesus. The one who not only gives abundance, but becomes our source of strength.
0: For listening to our podcast today, we hope that you were encouraged by what you just heard. Just so you know, a little bit more about who we are: hashtag For Paris. Our church is about creating a culture that shows people that we are for them and for our local community. Jesus invites us to experience a meaningful life with Him and others, so we meet every Sunday morning in person at the Paris Presbyterian Church at 10:30 a.m. and throughout the week in various home groups and pubs here in Paris. It is here that we experience authentic relationships and we grow deep in our faith journeys together. If you would like to connect with us further, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And it is here that you can find links to any of our other audio and video podcasts, sermons, and you can track with what's happening with us each month. Please go straight to our website for more information now about our home groups and how you can get involved. Our website is parispresb.ca. Yes, that's right, parispresb, P-R-E-S-B.ca.